0: brothers sisters friends family people of this world i mean we're all we're all one big family right welcome to across the pond podcast where i get to speak to people from all around the world today i get to speak with jay we talk about jay's experience with scouting for san jose in the nhl i don't know what that team is i'm real sorry but he was an nhl scout so that was really cool to me because i love sports i love sports And so I I don't know a lot about hockey, but I do enjoy watching it. And it was really cool just to hear, you know, kind of what he did and what his favorite parts were. And, you know, he got to travel all over to scout. It was really fun. It was really interesting. I really had a good time with Jay. It was fun. It was upbeat. He's an awesome guy. You definitely listen. Hey Dan, what's happening? Hey, what's up man? How you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, What do you want me to call you by the way? Do you want me to call you by J-Ro or because <laughs> no, you use you know so what? many different names. I just don't want to give your actual <laughs> name if you're not okay go, with it. I don't care. I uh, go with j All right, yeah. J-Ro. Awesome. Sweet, sweet. Well, uh yeah, how, how's your uh wait, what's today? Monday. How was your weekend?
1: It was good. It's been a busy weekend. Had a lot of uh Worked on a lot of podcasts myself for, for the one that I, I do. Um, nice. Took it on the road and just kind of enjoyed the beautiful, rainy
0: New England weather. How was yours? Ooh, New England. Nice. You guys are going to get some snow. It was good. I did nothing <laughs> for the most part. It was really nice. I'm a big I'm a big homebody. I like to uh, just kind of sit around and do nothing on the weekends, whether that be watching TV or playing video games or hanging out with the wife and you know just kind of driving around or doing whatever, but... Uh, didn't really do much. So it's, it was nice. Yeah. That's always a good weekend. Yeah. Always a great what weekend. Says. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, um, how's the, how's the weather been recently up in new England for you guys? Cause I know that it's been at least bitter cold in the, in the central part of the States.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's fine. Um, I, I guess we just get so accustomed to it uh, being 45 one day to, to 15 the next day and everything in between. So Who cares? I mean, we. I mean, I. I know it sounds bad. We're just we're we're bitter out here, right? Like there's always something to complain about. We're never happy. Um, It could be a beautifully uh, sunny day and seventy degrees, and that's the one day we're happy. Everything else is we're waiting for the mosquitoes, or we're waiting for the humidity, or more snow. So you know, even on the best of days, we still got something to complain about out here.
0: (laughs) No, I understand that. I actually have family that lives up in that area. Um, okay. And so I would go out and visit them sometimes. And I can remember when I was younger, uh, in the summers, just the awful mosquitoes, and we called them strawberry flies and horse flies, and you just know, all these just <laughs> awful bugs and stuff, man. But it's a beautiful area, you know. Like um, I won't say uh, where my grandmother was, but mm-hmm. she's rather she's rather well off. I'll say that. And so one in your areas, there's a very nice piece of area, there's a nice piece of property over there, uh, kind of on one of the, uh, lakes and stuff. And so I'll, sure. I'll let yep. you kind of use your mind, uh, to figure that out. But she used to live on that. And when I would go visit her, it was just, it was gorgeous, man. Like it was so beautiful. I love new England. It's gorgeous. My uncle lives up in Maine. And so, okay. you know, I would go out and visit him sometimes and it's just, it, it's beautiful. You know, there's just something about that area that really just, you know, it, it makes you, uh, appreciate what nature is, I guess.
1: It's true. And I used to travel, I used to travel a ton um, in a previous career, used to work in hockey. So I would travel all over, you know, basically east of the Mississippi for the most part. Um, But I would head out to the West Coast quite a bit as well. Um, And really when you leave here, I guess it's like if you grew up with a pool or you grew up at the beach, you never used the pool. You never used, you know, went and swam in the ocean just because it was always there. You take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. anytime you you leave the area and when you come back um, it, it's great you know I lived in I lived in Maryland for a year two years ago while my wife was still up here mm-hmm. and it was I love it I love the mid-Atlantic but coming back um, coming back to New Hampshire and being back in New England it was really like okay you know it's a nice area and we do kind of get tabbed here of people that li- grew up in New England or at least live in New England tend to stay here which is a which is a pretty good assumption or at least a good stereotype. Um, but we can, we, you know, you have so many different things in such a close vicinity, you know, you yeah. go out to, you know, I love Chicago, you, but going from Chicago to, you know, another, you know, I mean, Chicago, Wisconsin, hour and a half away Indianapolis, but you go from being in a city to you rural real quick here yeah. I'm at the beach in 45 minutes. I'm in Boston in an hour. Um, you know, I'm in the mountains in an hour. So that's the neat thing. And you can really do everything.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I love that, too. I used to go to school out in Oregon, uh, about 45 minutes south of Portland, yep. and it was one of the, I mean, like the area itself, the way, like the place that the city was, it sucked, you know, like me personally, I didn't like it, but it was beautiful because I was about an hour to the beach, about 45 minutes to the mountains where I could go hiking, about 45 minutes uh, north I could go into Portland and it's like you have all that just beautiful area that you can go to. So I understand what you're saying, you know, like you kind of have, if you will, like the best of all worlds because, you know, you're in such a great centralized location. You got the beach, you got the mountains. I would assume if you go just a little bit farther north, if you really wanted to, you could go into Canada, you know, you could go wherever you want in New England because everything's so close and it's just so nice to be able to, you know, you don't have to drive an hour just to see civilization. Right. I mean, it,
1: it, that's it. We drive. Uh, you know, you drive two and a half, three hours and you're anywhere you need to be. Um, You know, my, my brother-in-law is from South, you know, Southern Georgia and they live down South still. And it's, you drive two, two to three hours and it's just to kind of get into the next uh, neck of the woods, next, you know, metropolitan area. Um, So, and it's, it's nice to kind of, you know, be in this type of an area where you can get around quick.
0: Yeah. Uh, What's
1: uh, in Oregon, they've got that great, isn't there a great seafood festival that just happened on the coast? Um, see, it's a big seafood and wine festival out in Oregon, and I can't remember the name of it.
0: So I'm not familiar with that, but I do know that if you go, if you type in on Google Cannon Beach, uh, which Mm -hmm. is one of the more famous West coast beaches, it's ones, it's one of the areas that, um, when you think of rocks in the ocean, Cannon Beach is usually like the first place people will refer to. Um, I know that they have a lot of art festivals there, and I want to say they have a lot of beer festivals. Um, they could definitely have, uh, what you're describing, but I'm not familiar with it.
1: Yeah. No, I actually was from somebody out here. She was saying every it's, it's right around this time of the year. And I'm a big, I love wine from the Pacific Northwest and mm-hmm. I'm a big seafood guy. So it's kind of just went hand in hand. I said, Oh, <laughs> belt time that I've never been to Oregon. So mm-hmm. I said, it's about time to get out there and check that one out.
0: Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I would definitely suggest once, uh, you know, you're able to travel and stuff, definitely go out there and. Portland is beautiful. It like it is a crazy city, uh but the city itself is beautiful and driving around the area is beautiful and it's like I said, you know, maybe 45 minutes away from the coast and then you can go to uh, Astoria, which is on the coast and it's gorgeous. Um and then go to Cannon Beach, which is beautiful and the you know, at least the northern half of the Oregon coastline is gorgeous and if you want to, you can drive up into Washington and do like the coast coastal highway, I think is what it's called. And that's all beautiful that like that, the, the Pacific Northwest, uh, mainly like Portland, um, and kind of that general area is just beautiful. I mean, Seattle's beautiful as well, which is where I live. But okay. uh, you know, like the Pacific Northwest, it, it really is a beautiful area. Um, the only thing that kind of sucks about it is that it's got like sections of beauty, if you will. It's like the coast or the yeah. cities. It's not like... Um, I don't know if you've ever been to, you know, Germany or something like that. But to me, all of Germany is beautiful going through the trains, you know, and into the countryside and stuff. Um, But uh, Pacific Northwest is usually just like the beaches and the towns. And that's about (laughs) it. Like the drives and stuff are still pretty going through the The forest. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, you know, like who really wants to see that when you want to go to the beach? You know what I mean?
1: Right. Well, we, uh, my wife and I went out um, at a analytics conference up in Vancouver so we flew into um, Seattle, Okay, grabbed the car, stayed in Seattle, uh, drove to Vancouver, came back, drove and stayed in Vancouver for a night and stayed in Seattle for a night. It was a quick trip, but, you know, and, and this kind of goes back, we have, you know, we have mountains out here, you know, but compared to what you guys are used to, our mountains are your molehills. Like we're 45, <laughs> you know, I think 5,200 feet is the largest one yeah. where we get off the paint, off the plane and you're looking at, you know. Those the mountains out there, they're just stupid. I mm-hmm. mean, they're 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 so massive and it, it's an awesome feature. It's an awesome sight to see. It really puts you in awe because you're just looking at these huge peaks from everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm yeah i i used to live in montana and when i would come visit my family out in seattle i would of course fly over the rockies and stuff and being able to fly over those and look down from the plane and just see these massive peaks and stuff is amazing like the the mountains out here i mean to be fair the mountains out there are still beautiful you know but compare uh uh, like a size comparison the ones out on the west are just phenomenal there's something about them that just screams like awe you know like it's just so cool
1: and the Rockies are and you're right and like you, the Rockies versus you know your mountains I guess the, the difference is right you have the major range like I don't know how you're a settler and, and you know you see you, you see these huge mountains and you're like I'm just gonna keep going through there I'm uh you know anytime I get out you know, to Denver um my wife and I say the same thing it's like yeah I can see why Denver set up shop here because you just get tired and you're done mm-hmm, yeah. um but it, you know, so when you're you're next to the Rockies, all you see is the Rockies, and you look to the right and you see nothing but uh, flat, especially when you're on the eastern side. Yeah, but that was the cool thing with the difference um, about the Pacific Northwest is, you know, it's Mount Rainier, and, and off the top of my head, I'm forgetting the other ones. Yeah, but the
0: Olympics just, and Hood, and yeah,
1: and they're just there. It's not like a continuous range. It's crazy. It's it's such a and this is where getting of new England's always nice. And this is why I loved Like you have to travel to get out and be in different pockets of the, forget the world the world would be great. But even with our country, there's so much to explore that people often overlook o- out here. Everyone says, let's go to, let's go to Florida. Well, I don't know, I'm yeah. gonna, Florida's yeah. nice to go for a weekend, but yep, that's um, got <laughs> yeah, that's not it. Yeah. Get away. Uh, yeah. But, you know, try different places because it's it's such a there's so much to offer just within our in our states.
0: Yeah, the our country is honestly beautiful, because I mean, like if you think about it, you know, there's, of course, negative sides to the states. Like one thing that I absolutely hate about the states is that you have to drive to get almost anywhere. It's not like, I don't know if you've been to Europe, but it's not like, you know, in Europe to where, you you know, you're in a hostel or, you know, you're renting a house or Airbnb or whatever. And when you step out the front door, you can go, you know, to a movie theater or you can go, you know, to the shop to get some food or you can go here, here, restaurant. You can walk almost anywhere because everything's so accessible. But here in the States, you have to get in your car. That's one thing that I hate. But the beauty in the States is just, I mean, if you like... Cornfields, man, we got gotcha. you. If you like mountains, man, we got gotcha. you. If you like <laughs> extravagant beaches, man, we got gotcha. you. You know, like we have wildlife, we have all these beautiful forests and everything. It's just, it really genuinely, honestly is a cool country. It's just when you're in it for so long, you just, you know, want to experience something else. Even Canada, it's so weird. I, like, I, I lived in the States, you know, for my whole life, but it wasn't until I was maybe 16 or something like that to where I went up to Canada out of the country for the first time. And I remember that trip vividly. And it was so weird because Canada and the States for the most part, you know, it's kind of the same. Canada has more mountains and stuff, but when you actually cross the line, it's just like, all right, you know, I'm still in Montana. All right. You know, I'm still in Washington, wherever, you know, you, you cross at, but it's like being in another country is just so cool you know it's like man i i'm in a different area new government that's for for whatever reason i was like new government new people new food all this stuff it's just but uh you can get the good
1: over-the-counter drugs like you know you can get like the real like you need you need some like a good ointment just for a rash you can actually get it and don't have to pay four thousand dollars for it (laughs) exactly
0: authentic maple syrup (laughs) yeah i mean it's cool though like the states are beautiful and you know it's such a it's really not that expensive, depending on how you want to travel. But it it's beautiful, man. But like I said, you know, I love the I love the Northeast. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful area. I love the accents too.
1: And that's we have a couple <laughs> of them. Uh, but then that's I I am with you that the transportation or the accessibility is definitely something that is so lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, like we went to for our honeymoon, we went to Crete. Uh, we flew into, we flew into London because it was cheaper to go to London. We stayed there for a couple nights and then we flew to Crete, but you know, we took the tube and say, it's not anywhere you need to go. It's easy because Mm -hmm. everything is right there. You can get on a public trans, uh, any type of public transportation and get to where you need to go here. You know, I mean, Boston, the T the T's done at, you know, I think the T's done at about 10, 11. So if you live in the suburbs and you took the commuter rail in, the train in, you know, you have to be out of the city by eleven. Yeah, which who wants that, you know? But DC, I think one of the better ones in this in this part. And and you know, if you have any listeners in DC, I'm sure they'll probably disagree with me. But I always thought the Metro in DC was a, it's a great setup. They do a really great job with it, yeah. um, and and you can really get around on it. They'll probably all say it's, you know, it's it's shut down every other day, but isn't isn't any major city's uh, this subway system so.
0: Yeah, no, it's an issue. I, Yeah, I agree with you with the DC thing. I mean, I didn't take too much public transportation, but when I was there, I felt like it was relatively easy to get from point A to point B. Um, you know, it, it was just kind of laid out. I felt like, like I, don't, I don't know, like I, I was way out of the city. And by the time yeah. I got into the city, it just it felt easy. You know, I wasn't like guessing what to do. It just kind of felt very plain and open. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Just felt easy.
1: It, it is. It, and it's a weird, it's a weird setup, right? Cause it's a, you know, it's a circle. Like yeah, it's a, yeah. Everything's built off the, the, you know, I think everything's built off the capital. I think you're um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And everything's just a, you know, a circle around it, um, which is, you know, give me a grid system. You're easy. The circle one was a little different, but it, it is nice because it is just kind of, it's just clean. It, there's no real hard places to find. And if you need to, you just jump back on the metro or or you know you, you go over a block like it's an easy city it's a fun city to kind of explore as well
0: yeah are you a, a well seasoned traveler have you been around most places uh, around so, the world uh,
1: the world not as much um well russia um oh, you know it, yeah so my my father was working over there for a bit and i um i got to go you know spend some time there um yeah it was it was neat <laughs>
0: Yeah, I bet that was something, you know, were you uh, so And this might be a really, you know, weird I, I idea, I guess, or thinking of it. But is Russia kind of like what you think about when you think of Russia in terms of, you know, kind of closed off and everyone's, you know, kind of sketchy and, you know, people are super mad all the time or at least, you know, because of how the language is. Or is it more of just like another metropolitan area, depending, of course, where you're at?
1: Yeah. So I was, I never, I wasn't in Moscow. I, I was outside of Moscow for a bit. Um, I flew in and out, but I always found, and, and especially with the Russians that I've always encountered they're cold up front or at least very closed off up front. But once they open up, you're golden. Oh, okay. Uh, the people that I did meet, there were great. Um, you know, I was in a city and I can't, I think that it was a thousand. Was it, no, it, it was some like asinine, um, celebration for for their birth for their birthday um i can't remember off the top of my head what the year was but and i'm sitting here i'm saying america wasn't even a thought like england wasn't even really a thing at this time like it's just kind of it's wild to look at that much of a uh you know with history mm-hmm. and how long and how 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 big and how long you know russia or you know whatever form it was in at the times has been around yeah. um but it was it, it's an it, it's interesting to get out, especially somewhere like there. it's tough to get around because um English there was lacking um and you know the their alphabet and their language is extremely extremely difficult yeah um, you know i I would imagine it'd be like somebody trying to go to. I actually, I would say it's probably easier than you know Mandarin or Japanese, but that's just because I've never spent any time and you know I just see the, the the their language and how it's written. Yeah, I think with um, the Russian alphabet, you can at least pick it up, but it's it's still it's a tough one because you you could spell a word and there's going to be a, a shovel and a backwards D and. and- <laughs> <laughs> it's a different language <laughs> a shovel
0: <laughs> well no it's what's weird to me is I've I, I've been fascinated with uh, Chernobyl for a while so I've seen you know those videos of people sneaking into Chernobyl and stuff on YouTube and like some of their language is so weird because it'll look like normal and, and normal is relative um not relative uh, whatever the term is because you know um, the uh, American or the English language you know ABCD and some of those characters appear in the russian language but of course right. they don't mean that but then you know you have the like pie symbol or the shovel and you're like how why are you using math with your letters you know like it just doesn't make any sense to me let's they're both difficult let's keep yeah. those two separate <laughs> and not combine math and vocabulary yeah, yeah. but it's just it, it's such an interesting language to me because it's you know, kind of like Greek or something, it's all symbols or, you know, I mean, like, of course it's characters that make sense to them, but looking at it from the outside, you know, like Chinese or Japanese or Korean, like it's all just symbols, but yet somehow they're able to use that to, to speak to each other and to, you know, like know that this is the grocery store. It's just cool to me how language works.
1: It's bad. Especially once you get out of our, our country. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I only speak English. Um, same same yeah i used to know some spanish when i was working in restaurants but i i think we do a lot of disservice to especially the youth today um but w- when you leave this country you realize how we don't know anything like no we're, we're very uh the, our languages are very very you know this is it we're only doing english where you go down um you know central america or, or even you know i used to work with um Guy okay, that was a, a Japanese Swede, he spoke Japanese, Swedish, uh, could speak a little Russian. His English was better than you know mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the thing, you get it, especially in those Scandinavian countries, they all they all speak very well English for the most part. And then once you get the same thing, any country or any civilization, you get out into the rural areas, obviously, it's um, you know, it, it's a little different, but. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish that was something we did in the States better um, of me. And especially with the way everything's going now, where our demographics and, and our cultures are so, I mean, it's just such a, I mean, we really are just a big mixing pot now where,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you can go anywhere and there's, I mean, up there you're, you have a large Asian population up there. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Huge you know? Asian population. So, but I really think where there's it's English. And I, I almost would say Spanish is the other world language, but I get why we're kind of in the set in our ways with, you know, when, when you look at how governments work together and English is kind of the baseline, but I wish we did a better job on that.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. The one thing that I wish I could have done, and this was, you know, I went to private school through most of my life and then, you know, given just the way that education is here in the States, uh, you know, you can't pick the language that you really want to learn. You're given Spanish. I know that French was giving, uh, given in some areas. Yep. And then there is one other. It, it might have been Mandarin, at least at my school. Wow. Um, but I think that that one was like a special case because the person that took it wanted to like go over there and work there. So like, oh, you know, we'll just figure it out. But, you know, like most, most schools, especially – Public schools, excuse me, they don't offer a lot of different languages that you can learn. You know, it's like Spanish, French, and that's about it. You know, so right. it's like, well, what if I don't want to learn that? What if I want to, for whatever reason, learn Norwegian? Or, you know, like I'm really feeling it and I want to go to Africa and I want to learn the Moroccan language. You know, the the schools are not very accommodating with that. So I think that's also part of you know, to kind of go off of what you're saying, you know, like we're kind of stuck in our ways. The government, or at least the school system, excuse me, they're not really encouraging students to learn the languages that they want to learn. Not saying that, you know, it's necessarily, you know, right. Let's just say, you know, if I really want to learn Latin, I mean, it's a dead language, let's be honest. But at the same time, it's like, you know, Estonian or Latvian or, Mm -hmm. you know, Belgian. I'm not sure what Belgian speaks, but, you know, the, the German language, you know, it's like The German language is on the rise. A lot of people are speaking German. You know, Mm -hmm. like you said, Spanish is very, very popular. The French language is very popular. You know, you can take more than just Spanish and French and actually Russian is probably super useful, but we don't see the school systems doing that. And that's what sucks because, like I said, what if I wanted to take something that my school didn't offer? I couldn't. So it's like, well, what do I do? Then I actually have to go there and learn it or I try and do it. Uh, you know, on the, the Duolingo app or whatever it is on my phone and try and learn it, that's not going to work very well. But it's just, I, I wish we had more opportunities to do that. We just sadly don't. And that's,
1: you know, that's a whole different piece too, right? Like it's, okay. So if we have that now, you know, I mean, it's not like our, the school systems, you know, not stretched thin enough as it is right now true, with funding, actually, and, yeah, true. you know, and that's the it's a that's the hard piece, and I, I language it just. I told my sister when she had um, my niece, I'm like, let's you know, raise your child however you'd like. But I go, I would I'll pay for you know, Spanish lesson, excuse yeah, me, Spanish yeah. lessons for you know, when she's a kid, and just because I think that's it, it is. And you know, now that you know, I, I've kind of I'm older now, and I, I just think that's it'd be an important base to have, especially once you leave the country and you get out and you see these people that. um, you know, just they are so great at speaking multiple languages, partly because you have to. Um, but B, it's I think it just keeps your mind fresh and, and, and keeps you. I think it helps maybe with education and keeping you trying to better yourself or at least grow. Yeah. Um, and keep an open mind. So, yeah,
0: I think it, I think it's been proven also that those who learn other languages are apt to continue to learn more languages. It, like as weird as that sounds. Like when, when you have a second language that you can speak somewhat fluently, like your brain is already, you know, like to the umph degree, you know, better than someone else's because you're able to retain that much more information, not to mention, you know, like, I, I, I don't know, I'd have to look at the, uh, at the article or whatever it is, or the scientific, uh, 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 reasoning behind it, but it, you know, it's pretty much just saying that like, you're able to just pretty much take in more information not to mention because you can also speak the different language. So then you can communicate with them better, but it's just, there's, there's something behind it. And it's like, I, I like learning. So, I mean, Hey, I would, if I could, I would love to learn another language you know, and take in more information. But I mean, I, I think it's cool that you even told, uh, you know, your, your sister, Hey, you know, like I'll, uh, uh, pay for, you know, my niece's Spanish lessons or, you know, whatever language it is, because, it, that is really neat. Not only are you setting her up for success, uh, at least in my eyes, you know, you're encouraging her to continue to just, you know, learn.
1: Well, that's And that's the big piece is, is, you know, it, it wasn't, necessary. it was just try different things. Right. And that's kind of how I was brought up. I was always afforded that opportunity of, Hey, you want to do this. Okay, great. But you have to do this, you know, for whatever it was, it was one season or one, one session. Um, you know, you have to see it through uh, to completion. And it, it really got me into a lot of different ways in different sports. You know, ended up in theater. Now it, it's kind of still carried on to now. Like with being on here with you, just trying my hands in different things and trying to, um, uh, you know, just have random conversations or, or find a new hobby or just learn a new skill. Um, at least that way, at the end of the day, you're not just sitting down and I'm not jumping on Call of Duty and just, you know, zoning out for, you know, as long as I can, which as much as I would love to, I also think it's, it's nice to have the balance between work, you know, hobbies, um, you know, and trying to learn and learn new skills and just relaxing.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. You know, the, the way that our culture is right now, you know, is incredibly lazy. You know, I'm a testament to that, you know, like when I come home from work, I play video games, you know, for a few hours and then, you know, I hang out with my wife, eat dinner and then watch TV until we go to bed. That's just kind of like the thing that we're in right now. It just, yeah, especially now, like right now, I mean,
1: I mean, since the shutdown or at least since, you know, um, COVID kind of came around, it's really, I think, screwed a lot of things up outside of the obvious. But I look at my daily activity now versus what my daily activity was prior, um, you know, and now I work from home. So for me, trying to find that social aspect where uh, the social aspect, the social scene isn't necessarily what it used to be. Now that becomes a challenge, and you know, I'm sure if I if I had two if I had a baseline of me in February versus now, yeah, definitely there's definitely some you know major monumental changes just because with nine months or you no know, twelve almost twelve months now of you know having businesses shut down or or um, having you know restrictions about where you can be, how you can do things, you know, definitely have played into effect with everybody, and I'm very curious to see. You know, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, the studies that come out of this that we're living now and see how um, it's affected different age groups, different people who's who is successful in it, who wasn't. You know, I, yeah. I, I think we're going to see so many different um, just really neat studies, neat, neat articles, neat um, change of life really coming from, you know, this, this horrible situation or this unfortunate situation that's just been going on for too long.
0: Yeah. It's going to be real interesting to see the side effects of, you know, even the different generations, you know, like how their brains have developed, you know, like my wife is a teacher uh, for kindergarten. Uh, She just recently went back maybe, uh, I don't know, three months ago uh, to teach in-person school, uh, you know, to kindergartners. And, uh, you know, she was talking about how You know, she wants these kids to, you know, come back to school and everything because if they can't go back to school, they're not going to learn the foundation of education pretty much. You know, they're not going to learn their ABCs and how to count one, two, three, you know what I mean? Because they're stuck at home and they're not learning anything through a screen. And so it'll be really interesting to see how those kids, like you said, 10 or 15 years down the future are going to be, are they going to be more homebodies introverted? Are they going to be actually like, and I mean no disrespect in this, but actually, you know, like stupid kids, Uh, you know, like mentally, are they not going to be able to, you know, do basic things because their brains didn't develop properly when they were young because they weren't being taught, you know, Mm -hmm. like what's going to happen with the people that are, you know, my age, 25. And so, you know, like, are we going to be more more lazy because we're going to find, you know, ways to work at home rather than going into the office. You know, what about people your age? You know, you said you're a little bit older. So, you know, is it going to prove that, you know, those, I, I don't know, it's just going to be real interesting to see the the side effects that this year, this year and a half yeah. is going to have on generations and future generations, because not only are the kids, uh, you know, that are growing up now, 10 or 15 years in the future, if there's, you know, not as smart as others because you know they're more lazy how are how's that going to affect their kids and then their kids like what's the long-term effects from this little tiny year and a half you know what i mean
1: the social the social interactions especially those young kids learning how to how to act in social situations with you know your peers at that age is i i don't know because i'm not a development expert but mm-hmm. I think it'd just be such a huge piece that you're lacking and missing and it's so hard um you know my Andy's a nephew they're uh five and or they're gonna be you know five and ten here shortly or six and ten and it, it's it's just so much like what what is going like how is this gonna affect everybody are they learning and I know my sister tries everything and, and she does a great job with it but I think back when I was in kindergarten in first grade and same with you know I'm sure you and just you know even just going out for recess and not being picked um being bullied being being pushed down to the playground making you know grabbing somebody and having a new friend like all of those completely different interactions in different um um in th- those environments really shape you in different ways but it just teaches you how to, really how to act in different social situations and i think that's such a a major learning block that's probably going to be that's pretty much going to be gone or stunted so greatly that is it's going to be i hope i hope it's nothing but i don't think that's going to be
0: the case no i agree with you i met one of my best childhood friends when i was in first grade i remember (laughs) i remember (laughs) we were in like um I don't know if you can remember that far back, uh, but I'm not that old. I'm only I'm only 39. <laughs> Sorry, I meant no offense in that. <laughs> uh, but I can remember sitting there, and the teacher, you know, she had those like reading groups or whatever it was, yep. you know, to where. And um, I was sitting next to him, and <laughs> I turned and looked at him. And I was like, "Hey, what's up?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm just reading this book." And I was like, "You want to be friends?" <laughs> and that's how it started, you know. But we're, like the kids that aren't at school, they're not going to be able to experience that. They're not going to make right. friends because. They don't know how to act, you know, like, yeah, it was probably weird for him and I at that moment. But I mean, what flourished from that was a really long, awesome friendship. Sadly, I don't talk to him much anymore because we live, you know, pretty much opposite sides of the country. But Mm -hmm. it's still, you know, like, I would never have had that if I didn't just say, hey, you know, you want to be friends? And those kids are missing
1: that. It's so much easier when you're young. Like, you just used to be on the beach and be like, hey, you want to build a sandcastle? Yes. Now... Now like we just moved um we just moved back to New Hampshire. We've kind of been bouncing between Connecticut and New Hampshire for uh, a while and we've set up shop here. Um and, and it's like I I've, I've got some we we've met people now but it was because of, you know, softball or a restaurant we hang out at. And before then, I'm looking at my wife and I'm just saying how it's not like when we were little and You could just walk up and be like, hey Hey, want to go play hide and go seek Yeah, <laughs> at 33. And you're asking another grown man or a grown woman to play hide and seek. <laughs> it's taken it a little differently.
0: <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, Hey, you uh, want to go grab a beer? Where are you hitting on me? It's like, Oh, sorry. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs>
1: Which that is, uh, that is the hardest part about going to being a new Englander and going out to the mid uh, to the Midwest. They are too nice out there. And you just think you're, you, you think you're going to get a number. Because you go out there and everybody talks to everybody in the Midwest. Yep. They're great people, and yep. it's just like out, out here. If you talk to somebody at a bar, or, or you, you just start um, start having conversations with them, they, you think that they're weird, or you you know they're just not right. You go out to the Midwest; it's it's everybody's open and everybody wants to talk. Up here, you just got your blinders on and keep your head down and
0: crying to your own beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I've experienced that too. It's such a weird phenomenon how and i don't know if this is just you know because it's new england i don't know if it's because you know new york or whatever it is but even over here on the west like of course you know in a big city uh you know you're gonna have those people that are you know kind of douchebags and they're kind of you know just they don't care about you they just want to get to point a and point b and get their stuff done and then that's it right but you know, at least, like I said, I lived in Montana. People were so nice. I've been to the Midwest. People are so nice. I've been to California. A lot of people in California are pretty friggin' nice. But then you get to New England, New York, you know, Boston, that area. And you're like, why are people so mean up here? (laughs) Like, I'm just trying, like, I I don't know about you, but uh, one of the things that I, that I'll do is like, if I'm on a walk or something and a car drives by, or I deliver packages for Amazon. So when I see people, you know, driving on the roads, you know, I wave to them and they wave back, you know, it's just kind of something that happens over here and it's, Hey, you know, like, how's it going? Um, But when I, when I would, you know, go on walks, when I would visit my family out there and I would wave at a car, they would almost like, Tilt their head back and glare at me like, excuse me, what did you just do to me? Like, why would you wave to me and wish me a nice day? It's like, I'm just trying to be nice, dude, but people are so mean up there. I don't know Next what time, it is. Just flick them off. <laughs>
1: yeah, give them the bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you well, idiot. When I when I bought when we bought our house, I do that. Anytime I'm in the yard, I'm a big wave guy. I've always been a big wave guy. Yeah. You know, especially when you're in your neighborhood. Um, and my wife, she just gave me so much hell for it when, when we first started dating and I said, well, Hey, I just, I like to wave to people. If you're in my neighborhood, I want to say hi. Mm -hmm. Um, and who knows? Sometimes, sometimes I brighten up when somebody waves to me and I wave back to them. It just makes me smile. So I like to try to make people
0: happy. Yeah, me too. I don't want to be that guy that's like, you know, because I wear the same clothes for the most part just because I like to wear what I want to wear, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't want to go down the street and someone sees, oh, you know, it's the dude in the blue flannel or whatever it is again. It's that, you know, it's that jerk, you know, we're just going to kind of avoid him. It's like, no, I want people to, I mean, like, not in a weird way, but, it's, you know, like, I just want people yeah. to be nice and, you know, like, hey, you know, like, how's it going, Dan? Oh, you know, it's going well, Yolanda or whatever their name is. You know, like, right. I just want to see how you're doing. You know, that's what I want to happen. But you get people people over there and they're like nah dude you know they flip you off or they like flash your bright I had some dude flashes brights at me I'm like what do you want me to do I'm on the side of the road I'm just giving you you know a little little wave and you're gonna like what like (laughs) you're so dumb to me that's just rude but I guess that's New England so uh, you know what you you definitely got a good taste of it
1: uh that's definitely more I I think (laughs) it comes in pockets too yeah Uh, like you go to Vermont I think every – you go to Vermont, I think they just – instead of waving, they'll just give you a joint. Um, really? <laughs> but, they, you know, everybody – more rural, a little different. Everybody up there is nice. Maine kind of – I think more northern – the more northern in New England you get. Um, but I don't know. I mean, that's also kind of – I kind of like that. I kind of like the edge. I kind of like the um, – I guess the assholiness um, of the area, it, it gets tiresome at times and you kind of get sucked in and out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same point, I guess that's kind of uh the, the Northeastern charm where mm. people get a little taken back by it.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it is kind of nice when you're on a mission and no one cares. So they don't say hi, that is nice. It is nice to be able just to do your thing but it's also just like oh i feel so cold in this area like everyone's giving me the cold shoulder no one's making eye contact if you do make eye contact they quickly put their head down and walk away cuz they don't want to say hey it's just it's it's interesting to me my one of my I favorite moved, sorry go ahead oh well,
1: no i, I was going to say i moved to north carolina when i was younger and it took me i went to the grocery store for seven items it took me an hour in there because um i was with my mother and we were looking at we are looking at, i'll pick out i don't know whatever coffee yeah and somebody came by and talk, talked to us for 15 minutes about the different coffees what we like what she likes how she drinks it when she and i'm just sitting there and, and i'm i'm you know i'm getting antsy i'm getting ready to walk away and <laughs> finally i think that year for me was good because it was like oh you can take a breath and relax
0: yeah yeah no so. it's nice i one of my favorite things though and I, i'll say this and i'll uh, propel us for and ask you a few more questions but one of my favorite things and, and this just makes me laugh all the time when you're at a stoplight in New England and before the light even turns green, you're, people are already laying on the horn, just just go dude, I just want to go just go, just, you know, just and they just before it even turns green because they just want you to go through it because they need to get wherever it is because they're more important. It's one of my favorite things. I, I it just makes me laugh, man.
1: Well, it's a big, uh, big Massachusetts thing. I do not know if you know this, I know it's not a big thing around the rest of the state. If you're turning left and you have a, and you are in the left-hand lane at a light, you gun it and beat everybody. Really? Like that's just the rule. Yeah. It's just kind of like an unwritten rule. You know, it's one of those things like Santa Claus brings presents you you try to cut everybody off and turn left before anybody moves. Yeah. It's, Whoa. it's, a, well, you, you have to drive. Um, and that's, I guess that's where the aggression gets out. But in Boston, New York, you have to drive like an asshole to get around. Otherwise you're never going to get anywhere.
0: Wow. That's crazy to me, man.
1: Just, <laughs> <laughs> well, when I, I first got to California, I was driving down, I was in Anaheim and I was just kind of going out to, you know, like Huntington beach or whatever, heading out to the coast. Yeah. And, a buddy of mine was from down there and he goes, yeah, good luck. I said, all right, well, he goes, go on the PCH and have some fun and go drive. I said, all right, I'm in the left-hand lane and somebody's doing 60. Yeah. And then I go to trying to get around them. Cause out here it's, you know, left-hand lane, you're doing your pass. It's, you know, set up how it should be Yeah, out there. It was just, it's an eight. I see why LA has the traffic it has because people are just wherever driving however they want.
0: Yeah. They don't, they really don't care what's going on. You know, like I can remember there are times to where, like you said, there's people in every single lane and they're all going the same speed limit or the left lane's going slower than the right lane. But then, you know, you have that one guy who's in, you know, the challenger, you know, McLaren, if they're feeling it and they just gun it. And next thing you know, they're gone because they're going like 300, not really, you know, maybe like 120 or whatever down the highway, but it's like, Man yeah, the Nas boost. yeah <laughs> it's it's such an interesting area that we live in, you know like the West Coast and the East Coast and the the central states and just how different everyone is. It's just it's it's neat but it's weird, but it's also cool and it's like, okay, man I'm gonna stick where I where I feel best and safe uh, well, Seattle
1: <laughs> out of our out of all of our travels. so we've hit up I think 40 states, my wife and I. And I think uh, New Mexico and Vermont are the only, and Florida, are the only three states in all the, out of the entire country would would not move to.
0: Why? Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, everything else. We're like, yeah, all in. Let's go.
0: Really? What about New Mexico is so bad? Because I think that's one place that I haven't spent a lot of time. I've been to Arizona and Texas and stuff, but I don't think I've been to New Mexico.
1: Um, You know what? It might have just been a trip, but... Um, it reminded it reminded us a lot of Vermont, just to southwestern Vermont. Um, I, it's a beautiful state; like the state is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't probably. It just didn't feel like the right fit for what mm-hmm. how you know. It just it was one of those where it just didn't feel like the right. It just didn't have the gut feeling with it. Although mm-hmm. we do get we do get two of our favorite wineries are actually in New Mexico, which is oh. surprisingly enough.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I think it's funny, though, how you also say Florida, because Florida is is just the armpit of the states, man. That thing just, that thing is, it needs to be cut off from the states, honestly. It's so gross. It's such a nasty area. I was born there, and I lived there for a few years of my early life. And even though, you know, I was only, what, you know, like two, three, or four, however old I was, I still remember it. And it was just gross. The heat, the mosquitoes, the ants, all that, just just (laughs) disgusting, man. You know cuz it will be it will be what 75 or 80 degrees but then it feels like 110 with the humidity because you have 99% humidity you can't go outside, otherwise you'll suffocate because there's so much water in the air. It's stupid.
1: And if there's ever if you if you were to tell me right now the most asinine news story in the world, I would just say, well,
0: it's from Florida, correct? Exactly. And yes. You know all the weird ones. You know, woman cuts off man's penis, and because he wouldn't open beer, Florida. You know, it's just like stupid stuff, like like any stupid article, Florida. Well, and that's so. It's
1: it, I was down there, and I, I feel like. I feel like floridas it's a weird state in the sense of, you have, you know, obviously you have the snowbirds and you have the people that retire down there. Yeah. You have the people that grew up, you have, it's huge tourism, um, you know, with Disney and everything. But I also feel like you have a lot of people that go there that think they're going to be able to start a life over. Like I I had a conversation with somebody and they're like, Oh, um, they were from upstate New York. And they said, Oh, I used to just, I was getting in a lot of trouble. I was in, I was at, um, you know. I think she was. I don't know if she was dealing drugs or not, but what, like, it was there's some serious issues. And so she goes, I just decided to come down to Florida and restart my life. Huh. And I'm like, I feel like there's those four pockets of people you got the retired, you got the, um, you know, people that are, are there to have a good life. And then you have the people that are trying to just start over because they screwed up everything elsewhere. Yeah. And usually you can't really start completely over like
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. And, and this is just my opinion on the matter. But I feel like if you want to start over, go to a central state, go to Texas, go to mm-hmm. Nebraska, go to a place that's rather remote to where odds are you might not get in as much trouble because there's less people. You, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, that's what I would suggest.
1: That's but that's hard.
0: Exactly, so that takes, exactly.
1: That takes work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That takes work. And people don't want to put in the work to live. Do we? we live in such a, oh my goodness. We live in such a lazy society. It it, it sucks. I hate it. I, I wish that more people, at least younger people, you know, at least, you know, my age and even people that are a little bit younger, and I would say up to at least 30, we just have, they're just so lazy. They want to work from home all the time. That's all they want to do. Or they don't want to put in the effort to make a, to make a, a decent wage, you know, like, I mean, don't get me started on the minimum wage talk and, and all that that's going around right now. But it's like, goodness, man, just, just work for it. Like, I understand that there's flawed systems and people are corrupt and money might be hard to get because of whatever situation. But if you put in the hard work, you're going to get to where you need to get to make a good living.
1: Right. And, but, and that's <sighs> it, you really you have a side hustle, do, do what it takes to make work. But you hit, I mean, I'm telling you, Dan, that is so spot on. Um, because I, I, we all know the people, like we all know people that don't want to work for money and they just want to hand in, you know, I'm not, I don't go on TikTok, but obviously Instagram. And I just flip through the reels when I'm, you know, hanging out and just want to be brain dead. And you see all these people saying, well, I'm making all this money and you hear about all these influencers. And it's like, that's not real. It's not real. Yeah. Like, would you love to make money off of this podcast?
0: I mean, to be fair, if you could, if yeah. I could, I would love to, but that's not the goal. Right. You know, I'm, I've got one, um, the same kind of thing.
1: I'm like, Hey, you know, we, we use a different host than you do. We have to pay for our host. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it's. So we, we have some sponsorship money, but it's not like we have this huge listener base. It's a very niche market, but it's, Hey, it's, it's for fun. It's enjoyment. It's a hobby. If money comes from it, or if a business comes out of that, that's awesome. But it's not, we're doing this to make money. And I think every, some people, just everything they do has to be, give me a handout. Oh um, yeah. Take care of me. And I don't want to work for it.
0: Yeah. Like. And, and I want to be, I don't want to be disrespectful when I say this. So hear me out. The one thing that just really bothers me about social media in general and the people on social media, they will sit on social media and just post and post and post about all these things that are wrong, you know, you know, raising awareness or whatever, you know, like more power to you, freedom of speech. But then they're like, I am going through X surgery or I need help because I lost my job or I need this. And it's like. You you want handouts from other people? Like, to be fair, if you are, you know, like I've always said this to my wife. I've always said, if you are disabled and you're trying to do something and genuinely trying to, you know, better your life, but you can't do it, I am more than happy to support you. I am more than happy to support those who, you know, they might just be less fortunate than me because of whatever reason. Like, I'm, I'm more than happy to, you know, even if it's giving you 10% of my money, like I'm more than happy to do that because I believe that, you know, I don't need a lot of money, you know, but I do want to make sure that my brothers and sisters and, you know, friends and family around this world are taken care of. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, if you are just saying, oh, I I lost my job and I don't know what to do. My life is suck. My life sucks. And I'm depressed. And, and like, again, I mean, no disrespect in, in what I'm saying, but it's like, I don't want to support that. I don't want to support you because you're trying to be more comfortable with your body. One of the things I've seen a lot recently is how people are saying, I'm just not comfortable and so I need to get you know, this this surgery to to change me into a man or whatever it is. I'm like, here's the thing. If it means that much to you, then you would be out working doing your best to make the money so then you can get that. Don't be asking people for money. Because, you know, you might not have a high enough paying job. Find a different job, you know? But the thing that just bothers me the most is how lazy people are. Because, again, you know, if, if situations are not going your way and you actually need money, I'm more than happy to help. But a lot of the times it's just people who are like, yeah, you know, give me money because, you know, I'm a, one of the, another big thing I'm saying, I'm a black influencer and I don't make enough money. So donate to me. And I'm like, why should I? You know, like, I don't care what color you are, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I say this all the time, I'm I'm colorblind in that sense. Like, I don't look at your skin tone to to judge if I like you or not, you know, just because you're black doesn't mean I'm going to treat you any differently than a, you know, white person. But at the same time, it's like, just because you're black and you're an influencer doesn't mean I'm going to donate to you. It, it's like, please just, just show some effort. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking you, you know, to to, you know, dig yourself in a hole and bury yourself, but just you have to put forth the effort to make money to make it in this world. That's what if you got to do. If you have something to, to that, that's worth supporting
1: that, that I, that I want to, I want to support, um, I'll pay you. I'll give you exactly. the money. I have no problem with that. Exactly. But if, if you're, you're just, if you're just sitting here. It's, you know, it's essentially a panhandler. It's essentially that the guy at the stoplight with the cardboard sign saying, give me money. Yes. Hustle. Give me, give me some type of entertainment. um, Give me a service, a product, um, life lesson, whatever it is. Give me something and I will, I'll definitely contribute for you. If it's something that I, that I enjoy.
0: Exactly. It's, it, it just blows my mind at how people are so, well, if I am, you know, a transgender man or if I am black or, you know, whatever social thing is going on. And again, I mean, no disrespect in that, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can do what you want. You can say what you want. You can feel what you want. That's all up to you. But if you're using that as fuel to get money, like you said, almost like a panhandler, it's, what does this world come to? Like, like,
1: it's wild that you say it because I and you know yeah. I'm I I I don't see that like I don't see that that part of the 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 you online don't? presence. No, so I wow I, my my social like my social media like I've got, I guess this is where being the New Englander is great. I got my blinders on. I've got a couple of gambling you know I got the bar stool gambling stuff yeah. going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got nice, my, nice. I got hockey and and my pitching ninja on Twitter. Facebook I use for, you know, a couple of news sources and softball. And then, uh, Instagram is just my friends and businesses. I like, so like for mm-hmm. me, I, and even when I'm on Reddit, my Reddit's very, I, I don't, I, I so I, I stay away from a lot of the, the, the BS, which is honestly, it's nice. Like if I see a GoFundMe page, it just, I keep on going,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, the kick like all that type of stuff. I really, so I. I guess I guess this is where some ignorance is blessed with me because yeah I've been ava- uh, available to, to uh, I've had the opportunity to really just ignore all of it and it's not in my wheelhouse which is perfect I'm <laughs> probably not in their demographic either yeah. you know a forty year old man so it's um, <laughs> I, I, I'm hearing this I'm like thank thank God I don't see it <laughs> yeah lucky
0: you and and here's the thing that really sucks because if I'm being honest I don't follow the people like that. They yeah. just somehow show up in my feed because, you know, someone that I follow liked it or retweeted it or, you know, like I've seen a lot recently on Reddit. You know, I follow I think I'm i bu- I'm into, you know, like the meme subreddits just because okay. some of the things actually give me like a good chuckle. You know, like yep. I'll see it and I'll, you know, do the the, you know, like breathe out through the nose thing. I don't know if you've seen that <laughs> meme, but, you know, that's me. Um, so, you know, I follow those because I, I like a good laugh. I like a good meme. Uh, but then I'll see the ones where it's, you know, trying to be a meme. But then it's also something that is about social injustices or whatever it is. And again, no disrespect to that, but it's like, this is a meme page. Why do you have to bring that in? You know what I mean? And then I get exposed to that and it's like, I don't want to be exposed to that stuff. You know, like I I will do everything that I can to promote equality and stuff, but that doesn't mean that I want to see a bunch of just, well, you don't like this, blah, blah, blah. It's like. Okay, dude. Come on. Like, we're we're adults here. At least I feel like we're all adults here. Let's move forward a little bit. And let's try and handle this in a mature way.
1: Well, and I think that's the problem. I think my I I've grown so numb to everything over the last 4 years, 5 years. Um and even, you know, what's going on now politically, like I just don't I've I've removed myself so much for it because it, it's it's just it's it's just a shit show. I mean, yeah. like, that's it. Like it's been who, who 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 do you who do you trust who you believe on facebook it's just yeah. it, it, so much of that stuff has really for me been hidden just because i'm tired i don't listen i don't go on facebook to hear about your theory on um you know about what happened at <laughs> the storming of the capitol or right. about you know uh, biden's news like i don't care about your thought i really don't yeah. um, because you're just a friend of mine that was from high school and we're now connected i need to listen no i don't so for me i really i pulled a lot of that out because good for you it's just been enjoyable
0: yeah no it's it's true you know like i i again you know i'm all for you know your freedom of speech and whatnot Mm -hmm. but there's so much one-sided opinions nowadays and the thing that's all there are well That's true. That that came out kind of redundant. But
1: it's (laughs) No, but I mean I'm with you. Like if you and I were you know, if you're far right, I'm far left, nothing either one of us can say will will see the other one.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's true. It like that's that's the worst thing that that is the worst part about where we where we are at right now, because if you have someone on the far right and someone on the far left, the far left is automatically just gonna crucify the far right because they're on that right side. They don't care what you believe. They don't care if you might share the same values or the same morals or whatever it is. It's just because they're on one side, you know? And that's what's really, really sucks because I see so many people Just dishing out one side. That's all it is. Just dishing out one side. And it's not that I disagree with you, or it's not that I really agree with you on some things. But you know, there are some things that you bring valid points to. But it's 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 just like this. There's there's always two sides to the story. You know, it's you can't just look at the book, not read it, and automatically assume you know what's going on. You have to read the book to know what's going on. And if you don't read the book, then you're just going to have that one-sided opinion, and then that's what's going to be quote-unquote truth for you when if you read the book your opinion might be 100% wrong you know like here's a great example the one thing that I've never understood and this is just me you know this might get into the weeds a little bit and I really don't want to but just to kind of help you to see what I'm trying to say you know if you've ever read the book oh my gosh what is it it's George Orwell's book um, about the um, about the communist animals
1: oh um, oh god 19 something yeah, 1980, not 1984. Uh, nineteen eighty, not nineteen eighty-four. I know something. which book you're yeah, yeah. I know what book you're talking about.
0: Yeah, so if you read that book, it, it pretty much shows that communism doesn't work, right? But right. there's so many people nowadays that are trying to push for that. You know, whether that be a form of socialism, whether whatever that is. And and again, you know, like for like I, I do think that some parts of socialism could be really cool, but it's mm. been proven time and time again. If you look at Russia, communism doesn't work. You see what I'm saying? And hey, absolutely. It, and so it's like, if if you look at just the one side, and, and I say all that to kind of just bolster the point I was trying to make. If you look at just the one side, we need this, we need socialized healthcare, we need this, we need this, we need this, and it's all starting to move towards that, you know, idea of Marxism and stuff. It's not, it it, it more than likely might not work. You see what I'm like saying? If you need to look at both sides to try and make the best decision possible because when you have two opposite opinions and they come head to head and they start butting heads and they try and talk it out and that's where you know we're losing because they don't talk it out then we Mm -hmm. hopefully can come down the right path where it benefits everyone and it works well
1: and that's you hit you hit it on i you know ideally and i know where this communism thing comes from like i because in the the purest sense of the form it looks great
0: but it never works out that way yeah it really does look good. I would love nothing more, and and like I said earlier, I would love nothing more than to help my brothers and sisters, and you know people around this world if they can't support themselves. I would love nothing mm-hmm. more than to do that, but it's it, it's not that easy. You know what it's I mean? Never,
1: it's never worked out. Just it's ask, never worked out. Know,
0: Russia, Cuba, how's it exactly. going for North Korea? Like
1: it, it just doesn't work. But I think what we're seeing now, and with those polar opposites, and um, you know, with Biden in office now, I think, and this is just, I have no data. I have no, this is just me kind of as what I think his presidency would be a success of. If he's, he, it will be a successful presidency if he can pull both parties more to the middle.
0: That's what I hope for.
1: Yeah. If he can get every, because right now the Democrats have everything, Yep. you know, and if he does not do that, we're now going to go do, the complete opposite, and it'll be Republican everything, which we are just going to go through this whole horrible cycle for a while. So if he can actually work with both sides, pull people to the middle for the next four years, that's great.
0: Yeah, because here's the thing. The government, a lot of people will mistake this. The government was not made to control us and support us. The government was made to just help us put rules into place that we follow. Like That's all they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to give us thousands and trillions of dollars of relief that's not there that was not why government was made our government was made to to separate us from the Brits way back when and then just to give us rules to follow that's the whole that's the whole foundation of this government Yep. but people don't understand that well and now you know people are comparing our
1: government to the other governments around the world and how they've reacted to the pandemic and how they've treated their, uh, taking care of their citizens. No. But yep. the problem is right. Is And we go to the healthcare piece, but everywhere, like, yeah. Okay. So, you know, Canada, they, they, how many, excuse me, the taxes they pay right up front is, you know, a $10 bottle of wine here is 25 bucks across the border. Right. Because yep. the taxes, so yeah, you do have the healthcare. It's, so there's a, there's, there's always going to be another side of, if we do do this, it means this increases, Mm -hmm. but by not having, you know, these high, high taxes, I mean, you know, some people will disagree depending on where you live, but um, you know, without having this huge federal income tax, we don't have, you know, X, Y, Z, but we do have um, you know, the freedom of choice and and other different reasons. But um, you know, like in in Canada, they, they pay high taxes. So they have this, but to get a, you know, if you need to get a surgery, it's going to take you six, seven weeks sometimes. So Yeah,
0: yeah. I was uh, talking to a gentleman from New Zealand uh, for this podcast uh, uh, maybe three months ago, and he was telling me just a little bit because I told him I would love socialized health care. I honestly genuinely would love to pay socialized or more taxes for a socialized health care because then, you know, that takes some of the burden off of me and my wife. You know, my wife needs a certain drug because she has autoimmune disease, and so that would be awesome because you know then you know say we pay five percent of our paychecks and then she can just get what she needs and then she doesn't have to really go through the insurance and you know go through that headache and then she can get the drugs that she needs yada 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 but at the same time you know then it's like our taxes are increased by a lot you know the like i said this when i was talking to new zealand this guy was saying that like the government takes out i want to say it's like almost 50 percent of their paycheck in taxes but that means then that they have this healthcare. That also means that they have, you know, some, this, they have really good, the way that the government works over there actually sounds really cool, but the downside is you pay a lot in taxes and that's what people don't understand. Yes, socialized healthcare would be awesome. Who has to pay for that? You have to pay for that somehow. You can't just make a drug and give it to someone. Money needs to come from somewhere. So what's going to happen? You're then going to get taxed more on your minimum wage job. see what i'm saying people just don't understand that because oh i want this i want that you know this would be cool so let's go with this where's that coming from the taxpayer you don't know that though because you don't think about it
1: and that's and that's the piece right is it's you know you you get talking in these ideologies and and this this idea here you go this is this is a great thing to do well what's either a getting cut or b where where's the funding coming from and then when it starts getting to that now it's saying Oh no, like this could be, this is, this is way more complex than addition, initially thought. Yeah. Um, it, and I'm with you. Like it's, you know, it, it would be amazing to have those options. I also really do enjoy the opportunity to just keep my money and, and use it yeah. where I see fit. Um, like I'm a big, I live in New Hampshire. I wish, I actually wish we don't have, Uh, So we don't have an income, state income tax. We don't have a state sales tax, Wow, um, which is nice. I actually, I would like um, a state sales tax because I am okay with you taxing me on things I I buy, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe take out, take out, you know, necessities, you know, so, you know, groceries, um, um, you know, certain clothing under, you know, maybe a certain dollar amount, however you want to do it. But yeah, I think Tennessee does it this way, but tax me on anything I buy. And that's because mass um, and Maine, you know, we have a ton of outlets up here, but mass comes up here and spends a ton of money and then go back down the border. So it'd be a nice revenue stream uh, Mm -hmm. for the state, but that's, I give me, keep me the money. Don't give me an, don't have me pay an income tax for the state and I tax me when I buy it and I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm no economist or tax person. I don't understand any of that. But I do feel like that there is, and when I was in Oregon, I'll, I'll say this, when I was in Oregon, we didn't have a a, uh, sales tax. So we would get people from Washington and California, and I want to say Idaho and like, you know, the neighboring states, they would come into Oregon, buy the stuff and then go back home. You know, uh, Vancouver, Washington and Portland, Oregon are literally divided by some water, you know, a river. And so people from Vancouver, Washington would come down, literally do all of their shopping, go back up. Washington is missing on all of that tax because of how Oregon does their thing, right? But when you get taxed at the, you know, when you file your taxes with Oregon, you have to pay a giant lump sum for being a resident. You, I, I want to say there's no, it's not income tax, but there is like oh. an overall tax at the end of, or like when you file it. I'm not too sure how to explain it. you would have to look into it a little bit. I but would, the way that yeah. they do it, you're still getting taxed in the long run. It's just not how it would traditionally be if you were in a different state. But okay. I say that to say it's, it's kind of nice because, you know, you are getting all those people in from all the different states and stuff. If you just add it, even if it was like 2% income tax, you're making so much money for the state that then helps the people of the state that then helps, you know, better roads and stuff because the roads in Oregon are awful. Oh, my gosh, they're so bad. You know, like whatever it. it, it I don't know. I guess there's no there's no perfect answer to all of that. You know, because there are some states, like you said, Vermont and Oregon, Montana. And I think there's one other state that has no income tax. Like, that's awesome. You know, it's nice to be able to have, you know, say a hundred dollars in your pocket. And when you go buy a TV and it's a hundred dollars, oh, here's my bill. Boom. There you go. I Done. have a penny in my pocket. Done. It's not like, oh, now I have to go to the ATM and get, you know, 10 more dollars because of the tax, you know, Seattle's tax, dude, is like ten and a half percent. It's stupid. <laughs> it's nuts. Not to mention all of the stupid income tax rules that we have and all that stuff. Really? So it's like I'm getting shafted because I live here. And it's like, why should I have to pay this much in tax? Like that's And your real
1: estate's cheap
0: too out there. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, man! <laughs> yeah, let me. My wife and I are starting to look at houses, and oh my gosh, it's stupid. If if I want to live in some rundown part of the city in a little tiny shack and never be able to sell it again because of the awful area, yeah, I can spend you know two hundred thousand dollars and buy a house. But if I want a nice house in a nice area, dude, it's like on the upwards of five or six hundred thousand dollars. Well, it's we,
1: stupid. We were when we were out there. We just you know. So this is the other piece. Whenever we travel, we look at. um we look at we were looking at rentals, so we always would look at apartments and just we would just see what the the going rate is for, uh, <laughs> and we, we we did that and I said, oh man, like it, it. We were in downtown, and obviously we knew, and we, we would base it off of Boston, New York, you know, when you get another site. But I couldn't believe it. It yeah. was it was assinine. It was unbelievable. Which is good. Yeah. I mean, to an extent, because I guess somebody's making money. But man, it's it gets tough. It gets tough. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, the whole idea of, well, minimum wage because I can't afford my place. And and then that whole thing comes in. And it's like the reason our stuff is so expensive out here is because I I, like at the job. I work, like I said, for Amazon or I work for a company that is contracted by Amazon. So I work for this company, but I deliver Amazon packages. Right. I -hmm. get paid $20 an hour, you know, most delivery drivers get paid $14 an hour. You know, the minimum wage in Seattle itself, the city of Seattle is $15 an hour, you know, but then you go to the outlying cities and it might be $12 an hour or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, that sounds nice to some people who make literally $7.50 an hour or whatever the minimum wage is. But you have to then understand that our, like, if you want to get a decent apartment in a not crappy area, you're paying anywhere from 1500 to 2000 plus. Yeah. But then, you know, you have like if I want to buy a gallon of milk, it's like three bucks, you know, like everything mm-hmm. is more expensive out here because more people are making more money. So then prices then go up and it's like, what, what, what do you want? You want you want to get paid more money so then you can pay the same amount of money. You know what I mean?
1: And that's it. it. I don't, I have not looked into it enough because I'm very curious and I, that's just my initial thought. And I think I saw a study or a quick article last week where it was talking about, we raise this initially, you'll see, um, the benefit, but down the road, and I don't know who get, produced the study or, um, you know, who wrote it, but you know, five years from now, now you're going to start to see, um, job loss because people are going to try to figure out how to do, um. Things more streamlined or, or cheaper, um, you know, with the same amount of, or with lesser people. So their revenue and, and their expenses are, you know, lining up as opposed to the initial hit. Yeah. Yeah. It it does. It gets back to, it gets to where you're saying, like, you know, how many stories you've read the stories about the people that start at, at a fast food joint and work their way up because it, it instills, you know, the work ethic, the hustle, it's hard. I feel bad for, for people that have to work four for jobs at minimum wage to support a family. I wish yeah. we could do something there to better support. However, there are people that just take advantage of the system too.
0: Yeah, yeah. and And like I said, you know, I'm all for helping people out. And I do believe that there is a way to maybe try and provide more money to those that are working hard. But mm-hmm. I always come back to the idea. It's like, if you're not making enough money, try and find a different job. You know, like there's a reason that burger flipping jobs at McDonald's don't pay a lot because you're standing there flipping a burger or whatever it is compared to someone who might be driving cross country in a truck. Truck drivers make insane money. You're just Mm -hmm. never stationary, you know. So I don't I don't know if it's like a priority thing or if it's because people are just scared and they don't want to take a job that might be different. But it's like if you're not making the money. And of course, you know, it's, it's a very situational case-by-case basis. Some people just can't do that. I understand right. that, but find a different job. I I don't think that it's that hard. I really no, don't.
1: I'll, I'll tell you. So I just, I had been applying for jobs. I had left my job, you know, during a pandemic, a great time to leave a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I resigned and I was looking for a new job and I was, I was a professional resume sender. Um, and it took me it took me a long time. Like I must have sent, I don't know, thousands of resumes. Yeah, and you know, my resume is different. My resume is a long time in hockey, um, a short time in business world. You know, I'm about two years in business world. Mm-hmm. But so when you just look at my resume, I don't take off a lot of those boxes of you know a specialized um, skill or you know I'm in sales, so you know I don't have that huge product knowledge on um, one industry. So for me. It was really hard to get in the door. And I can see, I see that correlation um, with, with the sense, but it just goes back to, yeah, it's frustrating. And yeah. There, there are those days where it is, it is tough when you're just trying to find the job and nobody's knocking the door. And I can't imagine yeah. if you lost your job, having to apply and trying to support, like that's a tough, tough world to be in mm-hmm. um, because I know just, you know, with myself and my wife even some days for me, it was tough and, and waking up and trying to make that, you know, every day of sending those resumes and trying to find that next job and get that right hit, it, 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 it beats the hell out of you. Like it, it's a frustrating, yeah. hard process. And especially now when people are, you know, everybody's moving remote. Yep. Um, you know, and, and even I, I had looked at, you know, driver jobs as well. And even there, I couldn't get called back.
0: Yeah. It's, it's it was a, wild. Yeah. It's a hard, hard thing. Are you, are you still good with time? Yeah, I'm I'm real. I'm in good shape. Okay, cool. Because I I want to ask real quick about the whole hockey thing. Uh, kind of ch- uh, changing yeah. gears a little bit to, to get away from you know politics. <laughs> yeah, we're and... going we went real deep and <laughs> yeah, real off. And
1: I, I'm not an expert in anything. And... <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was deep. Um, <laughs> but tell me a bit about your your hockey stuff.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I worked for San Jose for. San Jose Sharks for nine years. Um, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was a scout. I scouted for them for nine years. Um, and it was, it was great. It was a great, um, it was a great time. Um, and then I got into coaching at the collegiate level, just a small D2 school out here in New Hampshire, and then worked, um, and then juniors at the tier three level. And that's when I was living down in Maryland. Um, You know, and it was, it was, it was fun. Um, And that's where a lot of my travel came from with San Jose was I was, I covered the Eastern conference of the NHL and AHL. And that's where, um, you know, that's where I got to find out that I absolutely love Lake of Columbus, Ohio. And (laughs) I got to travel a ton and I, you know, it was great.
0: So how did you get that job? Because I've never heard of someone just and I don't know if it was this easy, but I've never heard of someone just getting a scouting job, especially for a <laughs> giant NHL organization. So
1: I worked for a minor league coach um in the American Hockey League for years. My father played when, you know, I was a kid and I I worked with him when I was when he was when he was in as well and but I worked for a minor league coach um for years just for free and I wanted to try to take a kick at the can and, um, brought me on part-time and I, uh, worked my way into a full-time job with them. So, you know, it was a little bit of, I, I already, you know, I guess it's with anything, right? You need a foot in the door.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's cool. What, yeah. what was like one of the, if you had to give me, you know, like one or two of the coolest things that you've done or something that you just, you know, like when you took the job, you didn't realize, oh, I'd be doing this. Like, what are some like really cool, I guess maybe perks or experiences that you experienced with doing that position?
1: It's, it's going to sound weird, but it, honestly, it was the analytics side of it. Um, I got to build my own models. Um, I, I kind of taught myself. This was kind of when um, the, the, the analytics was really starting to be introduced mainstream into the NHL in like 2015. And I started... Just teaching myself, I, I learned um, was it R. I don't do it anymore, but like I, I was really looking at how to scrape data, how we can use that data, how I can help use that data in my evaluations of the players, mm. and that was that was amazing. Obviously, playing uh, being in the Stanley Cup final in 2016 yeah. was huge highlight. Um, just knowing how hard it is to even get there, and um, but I mean, really, it was. I, I didn't I didn't work a day in nine years. I mean, that was really, I know it sounds, <clears throat> excuse me, I know it sounds crazy, but it was really one of those jobs where my worst days was, were, you know, driving from between Syracuse, New York to Rochester, New York in the middle of a whiteout blizzard. That was my bad day. Um, or wow. it was traffic on, you know, the, you know, heading out to a New York Islanders game. It was traffic on the throng's Neck Bridge. Like it was, those were my bad days. Like it was great, bad wow. game on a Sunday afternoon. So it was really right. overall career and job was amazing. It was a lot of fun.
0: So let's just say this, and this is hypothetical, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of asking for sake of asking it. Let's just say if I really wanted to get a scouting job, that was like my goal, or for example, I love soccer. Soccer is like Mm -hmm. one of my all time passions. It's one of the things that I love doing. I'm the dude who'll wake up at like four o'clock in the morning to watch a game, you know, on my computer when they're playing over in Europe, I'm that guy. Yeah. If I wanted to work for a team, or, I wanted to be a scout. What would you suggest me trying to do to get my foot in the door, if you will?
1: Sure. And that's, you know, you've actually seen it happen lately. Um, more and more, you know, with the analytics side, with people uh, being a little more, you know, having the platforms to do it online. Um, a lot of the guys on, um, that, that got hired were just hired from the public domain. Um, you know, they, they had a blog, they were doing, um, these different analytical, you know, models and and predictions and, and a lot of teams just hired these guys up. I've seen guys, I met a kid, uh, at a high school game in mass. He's now, he's now working for a college team. He went to school and he's now, you know, the director of hockey ops. So there's ways in and it's not a, it's a hard long route uh, road. And a lot of it can be independent scouting. Um, You know, you just go to, you go to the games, you go to the fields, you go to the rinks um, and and you can set up your own type of independent scouting, meet the right people. And, and um, it's not an easy thing overnight, but it can be done and you just have to be willing to put in the time and, it's a lot of, it's a lot of alone, you know, those, those road trips when you're driving six hours back and, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the middle of the night, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a long, lonely type of a, a journey at times to make a career out of it.
0: Mm. It sounds almost fun, though, because, I mean, if you're a big sports guy, and I would assume you're a big sports guy, being able to do that, and, and like you said, you know, you never you barely had to ever work a day in nine years because you enjoyed it so much, but that idea of just, you know, I get to watch sports, and I get to look at the players, and if I like them, I can scout them and try and get them on my team, you know, it would be like, and this is a, you know, a, a stretch, but, you know, i like I said, soccer, I love soccer. If I really wanted to get Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi on my team, it's like, I could go out there and watch the game and then talk to them and see if I could try and scout them. Like that would be so neat.
1: It It, it is. And on the flip side of it though, you could say, well, I love this guy. And then when you actually zero in and you really start watching, you're like, well, oh, he's not a good fit. Maybe it's not the right fit yeah, for yeah. us. It is, it is amazing on, um, on the, that you can do it. And it, it really is fun. I mean, it, yeah. as much as I, I do try, it is hard. Um, you know, especially if you're in a relationship, I don't know how the guys with, you know, two, three, four kids do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know we would get to August, you know, I'd be gone basically what beginning of September to May, June, depending on playoffs. And I know August would roll around and my wife would start trying to kick me out the house. She goes, <laughs> it's, she goes it's time. It's time for you to be on the road. Like it's yeah. time for you to, to start working again because I, 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 enjoy working. I don't, I don't enjoy having a lot of downtime. So for me, the summer was great to to recoup and, and see my buddies and play softball and golf and all that. Mm-hmm. But there comes a time where it's just, you can only do that so much before you need to get moving again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, but that, that just yeah. sounds so much fun. I would love to do that. I mean, that, I I would just love to work in sports personally i just i love soccer you know if i Mm would if i got into the nhl somehow i would love that because i love sports it's just something that's a something about sports just really brings me you know together with other people it's just a fun thing to share as a commonality
1: i I will say the one thing that I, i i try to tell people now and is a lot of people think that this sports management degree will get them into a front office Sports management degree in college will get you into a ticket sales office. Of yeah. a, and I tell you what, the business operations people that work um, for any sports organization—that is—that is one of the hardest jobs. I mean, because it, it is—it's a thankless, long hour. Um, the people that are on the business side, it is just—it is a grind. It is hard, and that's—that's almost—that's a harder way to make it and really go move up on the business side. Mm-hmm. That's all. Cause you usually start at a minor league team. Um, and then, you know, if you can jump around, but it's a, that's a tough way to go. It's, yeah. but it's fun. The people love it. Like my yeah. wife used to work for a minor league hockey team on the marketing side. Wow. And you know, she, she misses it at times because it's, it's that, you know, you have so many pieces going at the same, uh, you know, at the same time, you got to make sure this is going off for this um, whistle and, um, you know, intermissions and you're working seven to, you know, one in the morning and seven in the morning to one in the morning, getting around game days. So, but it, it's a hectic life. And if you do like it, it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, man. That's so cool. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's awesome. It's something
1: I it's something I, I I don't I haven't talked about it. I don't talk about it a ton anymore, mm-hmm. um, mainly because when I was in it um, in golf and I you know if it came up, people then want to talk to you about players and ask if I've seen their son playing JV hockey uh, and yeah. nowhere, and I'm like N- no, and more yeah. times than not, he's not going to be playing much longer anyway.
0: So yeah, but yeah. That's so cool though. I I don't I, I honestly can say I don't think I've met someone who's worked in sports like that before. So this is oddly, oddly sounding like an honor <laughs> because I love sports so much. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean now like it, it used to it, it used to be such a big part of my life. And this is now this is the first year since really San Jose. I've actually got back into the NHL and started really watching it again and just enjoying mm-hmm. it. Um because you know it was it was a career. And, you know, when I, when we didn't, you know, when we parted ways, when I, did, I didn't get resigned after a year, mm-hmm. um, you know, that last year, it kind of, it, it kind of hurt. So, you know, sometimes you got to let those wounds heal a little bit, but now, um, now it's nice to sit back and now I'm just watching it as a fan. You know, yeah. I'm not watching it as a coach, not watching it as a scout. Now I'm just, you know, I'm watching the players. I like to watch. I like, you know, watching power plays and penalty kills. I was, I love penalty kills so watching that instead of how who's playing what or who's on what line it, yeah. it's it's kind of an enjoyable way to watch a game
0: good well i'm happy for you you know i'm glad that you could experience that and then now you can just kind of relax and enjoy the sport for what it is and not have to man i wonder if i, I don't know some some guy is going to be good enough for my team you know and you're kind of having to watch him specifically you know like i'm glad you can just enjoy what sports were created for enjoyment well
1: past and that's it like you but like and that that's i think where the difference is, is we we're at a draft and you know i made a recommendation and you know it, it was a team it's a group right so you, you recommend it and you get into arguments or agreements and it's a conversation and you know we made a move that didn't work out and you know there's a lot of like i carried that with me and i, I got a little gun shy the next couple times and yeah it's um because you watch these guys and there's so many factors, you know, going back to like, if you wanted to bring on a Ronaldo or Messi, right. And there's mm-hmm. so many factors and would they be that right fit? Why were they successful here? But not, um, you know, not when they came to your team and being able to take a look back and really reevaluate and reassess what, what had happened and maybe what the mistake or the right decision was,
0: um, is the biggest part of the learning process really. Mm. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I'm going to kind of wrap us up. I got two more questions I want to ask you. Okay. The first one is really simple. I just want to, I just want you to say something for me. Could, would you be able to say, thank you for listening to this episode of Across the Pond? Thank you for listening. Oh, excuse me.
1: <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Across the Pond.
0: Awesome, thanks. Because what I want to do is, I've been having people say that re- uh, recently, I want to kind of chop it up and kind of have like a little thank you at the end. So I thought that That's would be... That's awesome. Calcium. Yeah, yeah. So had one guy from South Africa who actually said it in his language. So it's oh, totally different. So cool. Yeah, I know. So I'm, I'm really excited. I have to actually start doing that because I haven't gotten what I do is I record these and then kind of as the weeks go, I then, you know, edit them and everything. And I haven't actually gotten to the episodes where I started saying that yet. So I can't wait to get there and actually start doing that. So I'm excited. But um, I last- think
1: this is such a cool idea you have going. Oh, thank Like you. this is like that you're talking to people from all over and it, it really is just. Hey, you you have a beer, you have a beer with each other and you're just kind of seeing what each other has. And it's a conversation like this is, this is really cool um and i need a i'm gonna be diving into a bunch of your episodes here
0: oh thank you so much i will say this i have definitely come a long way and i don't mean to sound arrogant when i say this but i definitely have come a long way from episode one when it comes to interview skills to now (laughs) like i was listening to some of my past episodes because i what i do is i listen to them not to be weird but to like educate myself on how i sound and i i'll say the same thing like seven or eight times in a row and i'm like dude come on, get over yourself. Every time I hear, like there was one episode I was listening to and I said, I'm curious. And I would say that almost every time I asked a question and every time I heard it, it made me cringe a little bit. And I was like, oh, come on, don't say that.
1: <laughs> but it, but uh, how important is it to, to really, to know that's a crutch of yours and yeah. you need to work past, like I, I do the exact same thing though, because I know with my guys, I, what is it? So listen, yeah. So listen. So
0: listen. Oh. So listen.
1: It's kind of like my big thing. And you yeah. probably hear it through now. But that's that's one of my crutches. And it's nice to be um, cognizant of it. So you can actually,
0: you know, try to work on it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I love doing this just because it's so cool to talk to different people from literally all over. I've spoken to people from china i've spoken to people like i said from south africa europe canada i spoke to a gentleman from mexico which was really cool you know like all over the states it's just so neat to get different experience i spoke to a dude that's in uh uh oh gosh slovakia i spoke to a dude in korea you know just all over it's so cool you know just the different mindsets that people have yeah all through reddit Wow. That yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, I know. It's so cool. And <laughs> and here's what's even more amazing. I've had so many people contact me that times didn't work out. They just never replied to me after, you know, they filled out that form. You know, mm-hmm. I've had maybe at least, I would say close to 200 people express interest. And, you know, this is... This is probably episode close to 50 now or something like that. So, you know, there's a there's a lot I I would say easily half of those people that express interest just quit expressing interest after I emailed them a few times or they just didn't reply to me. So it's like people from all over are getting in contact and they're seeing this and like I'm still speaking to a lot of people just from Reddit all over. That is so, that's so awesome. Oh, I know. It's it's amazing. <laughs> like, I, I spoke to a gentleman recently from Japan, and we just talked about Japanese culture. I mean, he's an American that moved to Japan. Right. But it was really cool to get his idea of Japanese culture, and he's really big into Judo, so I got to learn what Judo itself is in Japan, and all these just awesome things I never wow. would have been able to learn about if he was either still in the States or if I never spoke to him. That is
1: it's so and that's the difference here is right is like this is why i kind of dig what not kind of why i dig what you're doing is because now you go back and listen and i'll see i'll find that one and and listen to that one well i don't need a i don't want to hear somebody in the middle Atlantic because i right now i want to go listen to that guy down in new zealand and hear what he has to say yeah yeah that great way especially now to travel without traveling
0: yeah that episode is gavin by the way it's episode like 20 or something like that so if you want to listen to the New Zealand guy he's really cool too I, I haven't spoke to him since unfortunately but you know like almost every there, there's a few that I remember doing I'm like oh this sucks you know <laughs> not because they're not interesting people but because you know they're just not very social so but I'm like if you're speaking to me one-on-one for an hour why not you, you know what I mean but there's been some just amazing amazing people that I've spoken to and I'm so thankful that I've gotten this opportunity That's it's awesome. so cool Good for but you. Um, so great yeah you well know, thank you thank you the last ep or the last episode the last question that i want to ask you is one that i ask everyone so when you when you get towards the end of the episodes you're going to hear this question uh but that question is like what is some advice or you know a a bit of wisdom that you would like to pass down to someone who's listening
1: yeah so i i just actually came across this one probably Maybe a year to a year and a half ago, and I love it. And I kind of alluded to it, I guess, throughout here is try to try. It's Mm. that's it, just try to try. Um, I was using it, and this came from um, somebody I worked with at my former marketing agency. And she got it from, was it search engine world um, by Google? It was one of their um, analytics conferences and talking about a new update they had coming and it was an engineer saying, sometimes you just have to throw everything out the window and try to try new things. Mm. And so I've kind of really taken that one and it's so true. I just, you know, I, I, you know, I've got a podcast now, I've got a new career, um, you know, really try new, new, open your mind to try new music. Really for me, it's, I've taken that try to try and really applied it everywhere because if you're just going to sit back and accept, um, you know, just, I guess, mediocrity or just accept what's given to you, then I don't know. I don't know what the excitement is there, but if you're going to try new things, if you're going to try to be different, if you're going to try to push an envelope or, or try to find something new to you, um, to me, that's very exciting. And, and whenever I hit a wall now, it's, that's how I look at things is try to try something different. Try to open up your eye, try to, try to really, broaden your horizons and, and just not be in your, your pigeonhole and, and just look from um, within your normal box. Oh
0: man. I like that. That's good. <laughs>
1: that is really good. I like that one a lot.
0: Oh, it's man. such
1: a, it's such a basic one, but you know, when, when I saw that when I saw you, the when, when you just asked that and you know, uh, you know, obviously I, I appreciate getting the time in um, the email, but that it was boom. It was right there. It was, that's easy. It's try to try. And it really has changed so much of my outlook on life since I heard that and started really implementing it.
0: Mm. Man, oh. so good. I love that so much. Try to try. I'm going to start living by those. <laughs> I, like, I like that. That simple three letters, three letter, simple three word sentence. There we go. Try to try. Easy. <laughs> easy. easy. I love it so much. Not everything. Not everything has to be hard. Exactly. Sweet. Do you real quick, cause you've mm-hmm. mentioned it uh, a couple of times. Do you want to quickly shout out anything, you know, your podcast? Yeah. First of all, tell me about that a little bit. And then like any social media or something that you use that you want people to find you at.
1: Um, you know, I guess if you want to find me, um, yeah. Email me at uh, J.R. What is it now? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I've got I just got J.R.O. voice at Gmail dot com J.R.O voice at gmail.com. Um, that's probably a good way to find me right now. That's another one of my side hustles that I'm starting up of doing some voiceover and voice acting. I like um, the voice. I do. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it'll be, you know what, it, it's something that people have always said, you know, you got a voice for radio and I've got the face that goes with it. So, um, <laughs> I said, let's, let's try it out and see what happens. So I, I'm, I'm working on a website now and, um, yeah, I guess that'd be the best way. J at gmail.com. And um yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anybody can reach out anytime. Sweet.
0: And you you don't want to
1: shout out your podcast real quick? Yeah, we can if you want my podcast. Hey, listen, if you're into slow pitch softball, it's uh <laughs> it's not a it's a very uh explicit podcast, and it's basically this, except at a softball field, and uh, we really talk about We talk about the Northeast um, a lot. We talk about tournaments, um, and we just dropped an episode today. It's uh, bringitpodcast.com is the website, and we have all the links up there. But bringitpodcast.com, and the one we talked about today ranged from um, a tournament we were at this weekend broadcasting from, zombies, and different beverages we were drinking. So it's really – until the season gets going, it's just a, a couple of guys just kind of, you know, having some fun.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds interesting. <laughs> I'm not a big <laughs> softball guy, but at least you're having fun. You know, like that's, that's all. You said that. You said it earlier. As long as you're having fun, you know, like that's what I do this for. I, I enjoy learning and I like having fun. Just chatting with people. It's awesome.
1: It, it, right now, especially, I feel like I, that that podcast and, and the podcasting in general has become such a, such a creative outlet. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, you know, I guess this brings it back full circle with the pandemic. That was something I was missing was that there was no creative outlet except sitting down and playing call of duty. Now I've got these podcasts. I'm working on my websites and I'm trying to do other things and it just gets the brain moving again and, you know, trying to grow and, and trying to try.
0: Yeah. Man, I love that so much. <laughs> great advice. Sweet, awesome. Thanks again, Jay, for uh speaking to me and for Absolutely. doing this for an hour and a half. This was honestly so much fun. I'm sorry that we got really deep into the political talk. I try and stay away from it, but I felt like you and I, you know, we just kept going. We were, so I was like, hey, you
1: know, we we're fine, and I, I don't think it was anything that's going to set the world on fire. Otherwise, <laughs> hey, if we're on if we're on CNN, I want some of the royalties then to come with what you make. <laughs>
0: Yeah. If, if somehow, some way this gets out more, I'll email you and we'll figure something out.
1: <laughs> That's, uh, maybe we'll start another podcast. <laughs> hey, let's do it. I like it. <laughs> awesome. Sounds Sweet. good. Well, well, Dan, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah, it was, this was a blast, man. I hope you have a great week. And uh, you know, I hope the the whole voice acting thing, you know, comes to fruition and you know, you have, you're really, hit the road running or whatever that term is with it. Cause I like your voice <laughs> as weird as it sounds. I think you I have a appreciate good voice. It. So.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. And <laughs> Hey, who knows? We'll see. And what's um? And I'm going to, I'll link up with you on Twitter too. Yeah, so it's for sure. J Jrow 81 on Twitter. So I'll, you'll see me come through here shortly. Probably. All right.
0: Sick. Uh, awesome. yeah, my, my Twitter handles and I, I use that as like part of the email thing. So you click on the email that, uh, hold on. I don't think I sent you one. What, what is your Twitter again? I'll just find uh, you right now.
1: J row. Eighty-one. J-R- it's R O
0: W E. J Road twenty-one. Eighty-one. Oh, 81 Frick, not yeah. twenty-one. J Road eighty-one. I think I found you. Should guys um, Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you are. Sick. Yeah. There we go. Just followed you. Awesome. Sweet. Well, <laughs> thanks, man, again. This was a blast. I dude. <laughs> I, had, I had such a great time. Yeah, I really appreciate
1: awesome. you being on here. And uh, you know, I'm sure you and I will talk soon.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'll let you know when this goes live. Um, but until we speak again, enjoy your uh your week and stuff.
1: Thanks, Dan. You too.
0: Yeah. All right, bye bye, man. Talk to you later. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Across the Pond.
1: Thank you for listening to this
0: episode of Across the Pond. Muchas podcast Across
1: the Pond.
0: Across the Pond Across the Pond. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stranger. I'm sorry, of Across the Pond. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. I kind of got you there. I was wondering if you were going to do it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Across the Pond. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Kingservant, and that's K-1-N-G-S-S-E-R-V-A-N-T. You can also find the audio version on YouTube. There's no video, just audio. You can type in the search bar Across the Pond, and you'll find us with a picture of the lily pad. If you want to support us monetarily, you can find us on Patreon. Each year has its own rewards, so please check that out if you want to throw some money my way, but please don't feel like you have to. I do this because I thoroughly enjoy it. I don't do this for money. If you know someone that would love to be on the show, go ahead and send them my email across pod one at gmail.com, and that's it. That's all you got to do. After that, I got to do all the hard work but I would appreciate it if you could spread the word a little bit. Tell your friends, tell your family, say, hey, I found this really cool podcast that I think you'll like. The host talks to people from all around the world about anything. Tune in next Sunday and every other Thursday for another awesome episode of Cross the Pond.